on the way to Great Riverlands, the center, with your host, DC Radical One. Greetings, Black family, and welcome to On The Wake Up Radio. I am your host, DC Radical One, and you have entered the center. Shout out to our wonderful producer, Cindy Ashby. You can check us out on SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes, Podcast, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and iHeartRadio at On The Wake Up Radio. Also, you can check us out. Uh, well, actually, more important than all that, you can check us out at otw2.com. That's otw2.com. And also, you can check us out at on the wakeupradio.com, where many of these um, shows are simulcast. And I'm not sure about today's show because I don't see our wonderful producer. She probably has another show to attend to as well. Uh, this is a special episode of The Center Live. And, um, you know, every now and then we do the Saturday night relationship shows, relationship center shows. And this is one of those. And so what we're going to do is because we normally have a mix of uh, brothers and sisters and Usually the sisters kind of get shortchanged sometimes due to their own technology. Uh, sometimes for them showing up, not quite on time. Sometimes because brothers want to hog the mic. So um, we decided today that we're going to let the sisters speak. And I have a couple of guests who are here already. I'm expecting at least two more. And so before we do that, uh, we'll cover some some business real quick and then we're going to bring on uh the two sisters that we have but before we do that we've got a couple of things on the menu um coming up on september 13th monday there's a monday chopping it up session brother irritated genie will be uh leading this community discussion and it is breaking the silence, real testimonies on the jab. And if you know what I mean by the jab, also known as the Fauci. And uh, we'll be discussing people who have received the Fauci and have uh, had adverse reactions to it. And so people will come in and give their testimony to that. And this will be at uh, Everlasting Life Cafe, 9185 Central Avenue. Capitol Heights, Maryland, 20743. Uh, for more information, you can email unity at straightblackpride.com. And this is a free community event, meaning that if you're in the community and you come to the event, it is free. Uh, the live stream, I believe, will be $10, and the live stream will be available at sbpmu.com. That's sbpmu.com. And um, let's see that. Oh, also the live stream will begin around approximately 6.20. So again, that's free for a live audience. Breaking the silence, real testimonies on the jab, also known as the Fauci. Uh, come and tell your story. 
or that of friends and family and the reactions that you had to it. So that's Brother Irritated Genie who will be leading that. And then two weeks after that, on the 27th of September, Monday, again, same time, same place, Everlasting Everlasting Life Cafe, 9185 Central Avenue, Capitol Heights, Maryland, be myself. And hopefully I had a flyer this week and maybe I can get a commercial made and get that put up. I'll be leaving my second um, uh, Chopping It Up session. The previous session was... I guess that's been two weeks ago now. Time flies. Uh, the previous one was we exist because we have resisted. This one will be the truth about COVID-19. Uh, it is a, we will be, the presentation will be based on the book. And that book is available at um, warnhorizon.com. And if you follow me on Instagram, my Instagram is floating along the bottom. Uh, I have posted the book, and this presentation will be based on the book. It's about scheduled to be about between 60 and 90 minute presentation, and then a community discussion around it. So uh, those who have the book, or those who don't have the book, you can go to uh, warnhorizon.com. You can purchase the book from Brother Irritated Genie. And you can follow along with us on the presentation and be part of the discussion. Again, the same format. If you're in the community, you come out, it's free. For the live stream, it will be um, $10. And I will give you the information on how we will do the live stream. It's possible the live stream will be done from the YouTube uh, page. It's also possible that it will be done by other means. And so... We'll let you know that probably this week. So with that being said, what we're going to do is, uh, before they, brother, you got ripped off who's in the building and he's, uh, doing the job of our wonderful producer. So what we're going to do, we're going to bring on two of the sisters that we have. We were scheduled to have, we were scheduled to have five actually. I know one sister said she would be late. So, you know, we'll you know, we'll bring them on as they come and we'll just go from there. So first we got uh BB Foley, the brother Elijah. Sister Ebony, you can introduce yourself. Okay. Hello, my name is Ebony. I'm 39 years old. I have two daughters, um, 18 and 22. <laughs> um I'm I'm originally from Ohio, but reside in Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia. Um, I don't really have any credentials, uh, but um, I'm just an up and coming entrepreneur. I just became conscious, like maybe uh, uh, I'm kind of new, so like five years, um, and that's it. All right, sister. So we got another sister that has just popped up. We're gonna add her. And let her introduce herself. Greetings, sister. Hi. So, hi, everyone. Um, I'm Chanel, and uh, I'm based in the Virginia area, originally from New Jersey, and I have two daughters. I'm also an educator, and yeah, I'm glad to be on the show. All right. Thank you for Hello, joining Chanel. us. Hi. Um, and I will say this now I'm going to give a disclaimer. Other than Sister Poetic Goddess, she's the only 
sisters that I know. So I'm just actually right now meeting these other sisters. It's not that I'm disowning them. I'm just letting y'all know. So first question, because I had no idea if anyone's, I didn't ask this. I had no idea if anyone's marital status or anything like that. Is anyone married? If either of you sisters, are you married? No, I'm not. Okay, neither one's married. Okay. So the question is, do you want to be married? Very simple question. Um, for me, I'm gonna say no. Um, and that I'm not. I know that people probably would be like, why not? I just think it's marriage is is just overrated to me. I mean, I just want a a beautiful, lasting, long relationship. I mean, it's it's possible I could change my mind later on down the future. But I just, I've never dreamed of becoming, being married, just having a long, good relationship. I mean, just from what I've seen and what I've heard by experience, um, I don't know. I just, I just, I never, it's just not in my timeline to be married for me. I mean, some people, I'm pretty sure most women would disagree and that's okay. But I just, as for me, um, I just look at marriage being overrated, you know, and most women nowadays get married, you know, more for financial reasons. It's not, it's, it's, it's not, uh, they're not in it for the, you know, other things like love and being, you know, it's just, it's, that's just, that's just my point. So okay. like I said, I might, I might, can, I might change my mind later on down the line, but as of right now, I don't, I don't look to be married, look to be married to anyone. Okay. All right, that's an interesting answer, and we're gonna we're gonna go along that line of question before we get to the other sisters. Um, okay. So you said it's not it's not a goal, and you said. And I never looked. I never looked at it as a. I never looked at it as being a goal for me. I mean, I, I just never looked at it. I just like I said through my experiences of what through other people, it's just not something I looked at it as. I mean, because I maybe because. I feel as though, and I probably shouldn't have this in the back of my head. If the man decides that he no longer wants to be with me, he just just to have that option to just leave. I mean, I mean, I don't know. I okay. might change my mind down the line, but maybe right now I don't. I don't. Okay, I'm I'm going to ask the lo- the logical question based on what you just said. And okay. I'm, you know, we we just we're having a discussion back and forth, but you just mm-hmm. said that. If you get married, the man has the option to up and leave, right? No, no, not like that. I'm saying like when I'm in a just a relationship, I mean, without the marriage, if he just decides to do something and he's no longer happy or he feels as though it's not working out, he just have that option without papers attached that he can just go without all the, you know, extra drama to, to, to leave. I mean, that's just... I mean, it was crazy because I want more kids and I have my reason of wanting more kids, but um, I just, I just, I just never looked at marriage like that. I never. Okay. <laughs> it, all right. Here, here's the next. Well, here's the logical question. Okay. Were your parents married? No. Okay. No. I've, and that's, I've, not my grandparents either. And nope. that, okay. And that explains, that explains it right there. Yeah, we don't have to go any further. That that explains it right there. Um, okay. And we and we'll get back to that because that's you know this is an interesting okay. discussion. 
Uh, Sister Chanel, you look yeah. like you're waiting like, oh, God, please don't ask me that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, 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 I'm just listening. Uh, for me, marriage is, um, I definitely believe in marriage and I definitely um, envision myself as a married woman in the future. And so the way that I try to carry myself in my mind, I'm like, I'm a wife, right? And I know there has previously, there has been a situation where, you know, I have children um, out of wedlock, but I um, could have been married, right? But I made a decision based off of what I felt was best for me. And the way that I see it is, I think when I was younger, I looked at love or looked at being in a relationship more so, more or less like you, you need to be with someone who you are, yes, compatible with, but like are in love with. But as I gotten older, I think my perspective has shifted to, okay, marriage is political, especially nowadays when the nuclear family is being, um, is being attacked, right? Like people sort of downplay the power of like, people tend to downplay the power of having a male and a, and a black male and a black woman together and having their children see that model, right? And I believe that in today's society as well, as we're seeing on social media, like beautiful black families together and we see the glorification of marriage, we also get tied up into like, oh, marriage goals or relationship goals where the objective is should not, it should not be, okay, for a woman, let me go ahead and get married because it looks good. But let me make sure that the person that I'm with makes sense for me. It's not just about like, am I madly in love with them? But does it make sense? Is this healthy? Can we build something together? Right? And so some women might say, or some people even on this call might say, well, you know, if um, I have two children by, or if I have children by a, per, a particular person, you know, society might say, yeah, go ahead and get married. Why wouldn't you get married? And that's where, as a person, you have to decide, like, is this about what society wants me to do or is this the right person for me? And so for me, it's not a matter of writing off marriage. It's about me being very selective. And sometimes women, we get the, you know, we, we, we get criticized a lot because of the decisions we made in our youth, right? Which is why it's essential for people to get to know themselves first, especially for women. Who are you? What do you want? What do you like? You know, have you experienced living by yourself before? What do you actually want in a relationship? So that way, when it's time to go ahead and, 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 and select the right person, you have no doubts and you know you can build, you know, a family with one another. Okay. Um, and brother, you got ripped off, has thrown a bombshell in before I can even think of the next question. But we're going to go with his question. Uh, he says, and either sister can take this, he said, where did you get your definition of love? And then he puts in parentheses, imagery, peers, family, friends, and has that worked for you? Which I think, sister Chanel, you kind of touched on it, but um, you can go you can go ahead first and handle it. Yeah. Um, growing up, so my parents were not married, but they were madly in love, if that makes sense. I also saw, um, images, not images, but 
I was around like my uncle and my aunt and my grandparents, they were married. And so I've seen positive images of love, right? And, and also my background is, um, I mean, I guess you could say Christianity, so to speak. And so for, from a religious standpoint, not even just religious, but from the standpoint of like what God wants me to do, I look at it as a covenant, a sacred covenant between one person and another. And I think that for me, that was something that was very important. Um, not, you know, and obviously that's not something that I obviously stuck to. We all, I mean, no one completely walks a straight and fine line. Everyone makes their mistakes, but my values come from like, what does God want from me? And then also just like the positive images, like I said, that I've seen between a man and a woman coming together and building something that's strong. And I've seen the result, the product of that, right? I've seen my uncle's children and what they've gone on to do. But again, that doesn't, that's a whole nother story. I'm not saying that you got to come from a two parent home and you'll be great. I'm not saying that, but I, I see, I do see the value um where i get my idea from is my grandmother my grandmother um helped raise me and um she was she had a man and they were in love um she did every they did everything for each other so i mean <laughs> far as uh and you know growing up i used to watch bill cosby i used to be like i want that type of relationship you know what they have because i love how they you know even if it was false or whatever but i just love the ideal of it um of how the, the of the cosby show um i really didn't have no 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 other idols to look up to but what i seen on tv far as the cosby's and the situation my grandmother was in so i mean okay uh, all right, we got this. Got this back. Um, my question is, and I've thought about this for a, a long time. And I, I actually in real life, not just here on YouTube, talk to a lot of sisters. And my question is, and any sister can take this one. Did anyone, when you were younger, did anyone discuss mate selection with you all at all? No, not not in my household. That was never something discussed. Far as, uh, not in my household, it wasn't. Um, I I that I didn't have my father around. I met my father like maybe one time, um, but my mother she was always working, so we had to go stay with our grandmother. Um, but it it wasn't discussed among her. I mean, we just what what she what what she showed us is just you know this is I just said I that's what I want, but. It was never discussed in our family, even with my uncles and aunts. It was it was never it was never a discussion. Okay, uh, Sister Chanel. Um, it wasn't discussed. I think um, in depth, there wasn't a sit down conversation where you know, like my dad and my uncle said, this is the vetting process, right? More so, more or less, it was like, make sure this person has some type of education or some has some goals, make sure that they're, they have, uh, you know, they're family oriented, they have values, make sure they're respectful. Um, and so those were some 
larger qualities that I always long to look for, especially through exposure of like my uncles and my my father. I'm able to see that instinctually and say, okay, that's kind of what I want. But as far as the vetting process, no. And that is something that I feel uh, is missed, especially when the conversation occurs with among the women in the family, right? I think the men, the men in the family need to have a sit down conversation with the females in the family to say, hey, look, this is how you properly vet a man. Because the reality is men tend to hunt, right? And a lot of the times women, we, you know what I'm saying? We don't understand that not everybody who's attracted to you or you have a connection with is going to be the person for you. And that's where we get our feelings hurt, right? And so I think if we understand who we are and we do our vetting process, we're less likely to hop into a relationship that we'll regret or something that can hurt us. Okay. I I suspected that. I just wanted to hear. And Hi. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I will never try to sign on here on my iPad ever again. Hi, guys. Greetings, everyone. I'm so sorry. Um... I was ready, I was prepared, but my technology wasn't. Uh, I'm Sister Poetry, um, AKA Cam. I uh, hail from Texas by way of Queens, New York. Um, been uh, a follower of Mr. DC Radical for some time now, and I'm really excited to be on um, this segment with you lovely ladies. <laughs> um, I've been listening in. I'm like, the phone works perfectly fine. Let me switch to the phone. So I've been listening in and I love the topic so far. Um, really, really excited just to be here and just to be a part of this discussion because we don't get to talk about this too much with our ladies. Um, so appreciate it being here. Um, that's pretty much it. Thank you so much, DC Radical. Okay. Uh, oh, Sister Cam, did you hear the question? Real. I didn't quick. get to fully hear the question because I was switching devices, so I didn't fully hear it. But I did hear, I think it was Ebony. Um, I think it was a question about being around um, male figures, if I'm not mistaken. No, the, well, the question was, has the idea of um, the idea of mate selection, was it ever discussed with you when you were young? No, unfortunately not. <laughs> um, I literally had to unlearn a whole lot in my life and um, I'm still unlearning and relearning a lot. So um, unfortunately it was not discussed on how to choose a mate. It was just choose somebody that, that loves and cares about you or you'll find somebody that loves and care about you, but it wasn't like a discussion because unfortunately I have that mother that thinks that she doesn't need a man for some reason, but it's, it's really unfortunate. It's really, really sad that I have to teach her that and I'm younger than her. So yeah, no, it wasn't taught. You know, so sometimes you, you suspect things. Well, actually you kind of know, cause I I'm older than everyone here. But you still want to talk to people and get their perspective. And it's so interesting because, and I, I, I can't speak for other brothers, but, you know, my, especially, it's so funny, my father would just ask questions, like, why do you like this person, blah, 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 blah. But my mother was like, clear that, hey, 
you know, you want to make sure, you know, check out this person and make sure you do this and get, get the wrong person pregnant, you basically can ruin your life. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that was kind of drilled in my head. And um, so it's interesting that most sisters I talk to say that discussion was never had with them. And it, it explains some things because it's, it's very important. And I think in different ways, I think, at least as far as love and relationships, I think women are more affected by what the media propagates than men. On other things, the media affects men in a different way. And I think different media affects different people in a different way. So, for example, when I was growing up, hip hop really affected the way men, young men thought and acted. Much to our detriment in a great many ways. And I think that at least talking to different women, the role, the how can I put it? The Hollywood romance um, paradigm, I think, has shaped women in general, but and sisters to a degree, how we think about love and relationship and things like that. BB 48 or BB 48, man. And so that question that I ask, I mean, it, it answers a lot of things. And in reality, it goes back to the breakdown of the family because that lack of balance from what y'all from gathering everyone's answers that lack of balance of having um male figures in the household and around to teach vetting and and to vet themselves to like um i can't what was it one of the bad boys movies anybody that saw that where the young man came to the house and all mm. the men were <laughs> all the men were there. Uh, you know. I like that. <laughs> um, and it's it's funny because I, you know, as a man, been in those situations where you come in the house and the, the relatives <clears throat> they check you out and they talk to you. And I've done it as well with um with brothers with certain family members where I just check the people out. Now the reality of the situation is people still make their own choices. You can vet the person. You can tell the person. You can be like, hey, I like this guy, blah, blah, blah. And you got ripped off, said that's bad boys too. And, you know, people still make their, their choices. Um, the marriage discussion, though, that was this interesting with Sister Ebony. Said. Uh, so, and when I was talking I, about marriage, oh, oh, you got, go ahead, Sister. Yeah, I wanted to just uh, go off of what Miss um, Poetic Goddess said about the mother not needing a man. That's how my mother's mentality is, and it's still like that till this day. Like even the age that she is, it's still like that to this day. But I don't teach that to my girls. Um, I do explain to them what type of person to look, you know, to look for in a mate, or you know, as they get older. But my mother had still has that type of mentality to this day, and she. You know, even though I'm single, she'd be like, you don't need a man. I'd be like, mom, yes, I do need a man. Like, regardless of how you feel and your experiences of what you went through with men, you know, which I feel is like they were bad choices for her because she didn't really, you know, look further into that person. But I mean, my mother still had that mentality to this day. And I just think that's just crazy, but especially the age that she's at. Yeah. And what it goes to show is 
you know, whether we like to admit it or not, we're all affected by our parents and we all, we inherit certain ideas and we also inherit certain personality traits. And it's so funny, the older you get, the more obvious it becomes where you just do certain stuff. And you're like, oh my goodness, I'm turning into my father, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or turning into my mother or whatever. So uh, I was hoping a BB for Hodier man had a question, but so let me think. All right, let's see. Brother Connor, can I say something? Sure, go ahead. Just um, just to make things clear, I don't want anybody to think like my mother, um, you know, kind of stained me or anything because my mother has only had two mates in her entire life. So um, I can't even be mad at her for, you know, the way she, she viewed things. She, she, she's an older woman who came from a different type. She's, she, she was with my father pretty much up until I was five years old. And then she remarried because, you know, as um, I saw in the beginning of the, the show, when we were talking, a lot of things affected my family. So my father, he chose a different lifestyle. My family is not fully American. I'm a Caribbean um, first generation woman, black woman who, you know, was affected by the crack epidemic. So, you know, we're coming here from another country and still being affected by things that was put in place. So she saw what happened. She ended up remarrying when I was about nine. And, you know, but that situation didn't work out neither. But she taught me a lot when it came to making sure you're doing right by your mate. It's just now that she's older because people, you know, chose the path that they chose that were in her life. She's like, you know what? I don't really need them. I've done fine without them. So that's why she has that mentality. So it's nothing to, to go against the grain. Like, oh my God, my mother's been around the block. She's mentally been around the block because she's seen and seen things, especially with my siblings, my sisters, but she's just in, a, in another state. She's just trying to, she's ready to leave um, this place. So she's kind of like mentally fed up and frustrated. So that, I just wanted to clear that up. <laughs> Okay, and let's see. Oh, somebody was asking uh, the ages of the young ladies. I think Sister Ebony already answered that question. Y'all can answer that or not. I'm not asking as a man. You know, you never ask that question as a man. Sister Tila Newby is the one asking that for anyone <laughs> that wants to know. So y'all can answer at your own leisure or not. I'm a 90s baby. You're a 90s baby? Okay. I'm 39. And Sister Poetry turned her mic off, so she's not answering that question. How old do I look? <laughs> look, a, sa a safer question should be, which, which uh, generation are you of? I'm a millennial. <laughs> yeah, and, and I actually know, <laughs> I know uh, Sister Poetry, I know her age. So, brother, you got ripped off, said, is the black, see, I was going to ask this question, but I was going to ask it differently. He said, is the black man your ideal mate and what masculine traits or what traits must he have um sister ebony i guess you can take that one yeah um of course of course of course now in the past i have because i didn't know any better um dated other races but of course uh a black man um he can't and i've and i heard this previously and i agreed to some of it he can't be uh, attracted once before attracted to the opposite sex he has to be able to take care of his kids 
if he has some, um, what's the other one? Uh, just has a good spirit in general, you know, not a known, a known person that's been out there with a lot of women. Cause you have a lot of men that's been out there and then come back and be like, um, well, you know, you can't turn a hoe into a housewife, but it's like, okay, you can't really say that because you are what you attract. Right. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, my, my list is, is, it's, it's not a lot, but it's just, it's, it's small at the same time. Just, and he has to be a good protector. I want somebody to be able to protect me. So. Uh, okay. You want somebody to be able to protect you. Uh, what kind of trouble do you yeah. get into? <laughs> I don't get it. No, I don't get into no trouble. I'm just saying if a situation occurs, you know, I want him to be, to be like, okay, look, we, we, we not about to do this is my woman. We not about to do that. You know, that's all. I'm not a troublemaker person at all. I don't even like trouble. I don't even like drama. So I'm just, I'm just messing with you, sister. <laughs> um, sister Chanel. Next question. I mean, same question. Excuse me. Um, absolutely. Uh, I feel like the black man for me is home, right? Where I, I can relate and I feel, I feel really connected. I feel protective. And I think a part of what makes him ideal is his natural masculinity, right? Um, also his understanding of um, what it means to be black. Right. I think there's also this underlying like this morality that I don't really see in other men. I've never dated outside of my race. Um, however, I've noticed when other men from different races have tried to approach me, it's 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 all about physicality. Like I think for them, they want to be they attempt or they they they, they look at the, the black woman as more of a. Um, more of a fantasy, right? Yeah. So it's all about wanting to touch you or they're dancing, you know, I'm on the dance floor, we're dancing and it's like, it's too much. I'm like, hold on, this is not, I'm not here to satisfy this fetish. And it's, and, yeah, so it, it feels uncomfortable. So again, the black man is home. I think um, also politically, it makes sense for me. Um, the black family is being uh, attacked, right? And many different ways we could talk about that. And I'm sure that's probably going to come up at some point. And so, in, in order to save the black community, you know, like I think that that's it makes sense. Okay, uh, sister poetry, same question. Um, so yes to the question. Um, the black man is definitely my ideal rate mate. Um, growing up. Caribbean, I am Jamaican and part Cuban, Afro-Cuban, by the way. Uh, so when it comes to males, I have a different type of selection. I am looking for the pro-Black Caribbean, um, not the Bible-thumping, Jesus-peace-wearing Caribbean. So that has been a challenge in the Caribbean because a lot of people don't know that. In Jamaica, we have more churches than any country in the world. So that's a whole situation within itself. And especially coming from a major religious family and coming into this, this my own and straight black pride and everything, it's been a challenge for me. So when it comes to, to males, I'm just looking for somebody to teach me, guide me, um, build with me because uh, I am an empire builder. I work in finance and my main goal is building an empire for the black family because 
where we are now is not what I like looking at. And I'm just trying to do better by us by any means necessary. Uh, so that's been my major thing is trying to find that balance in a mate that understands that we're here to build wealth. We're here to build a foundation and similar to what um, Ebony says, um, protect me. You know, I, I'm, I'm going to have your back. I want to make sure you have mine also. So that's been that's been like my major forefront, but also um, be my best friend. Be my mm -hmm. best friend. And, um, I had a conversation. Um, not gonna say the person's name because they're they're um, on the show, but I had a conversation <laughs> the other day uh, with someone, and they said, you know, women think like the the black man is here to go outside and do their nails with them and things like that. And I'm like, I don't want them in the nail salon with me. <laughs> like, no, I, 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 we could go to shoot range together. That, that's fun. But no, that's the kind of protection I'm talking about. That's the kind of best friend kinship that I'm talking about when it comes to building. So uh, that's my major, major. And props to uh, you got ripped off. Thank you for the compliment, um, King. So yes, black man, ideal mate. Yes, it is. Yes, he is, wherever he may be. Okay. Um, and you, you kind of intimated and I'm not sure if you meant to intimate because that you would um you're looking for you made it sound like you're only looking for a person of similar ethnicity as far as like being from the Caribbean. What was that okay? That was that's not what you meant to say. All right, cool. No, I'm open to all black men that are focused on nation building and that are focused on um straight black pride. Okay. I just wanted to clarify that because I did not want to you know i didn't want you to i didn't want brothers to be like when they see this be like oh man i thought i had a chance <laughs> you know <laughs> uh, so good brother bb 48 man with a question he says the kind of black man you're dealing with is as important as dealing with any at all he says what adjustments would you make to date a race man a warrior a fighter and when he says a race man, I'll give some examples. He means like Marcus Garvey, Malcolm X. Um, um, <laughs> Huey P. Newton, you know, those type of brothers, those types of brothers that will probably be, well, not probably, but will be on the front lines that will be going against the grain, that will be uh, ostracized by the greater society and targeted by the greater society, which means there may be some hardships in that type of relationship. So his question is, what adjustments would you make as a woman? Well, first of all, hold up. The actual question is, one, would you want that type of man? And then two, what adjustments would you make to be with that type of man? And then brother said, Dr. Khaled Abdul-Muhammad, as an example, as well. So whoever wants to uh, jump on that grenade and answer that question. Go ahead, Sister uh, Chanel. Yes, I'll, I'll jump in. So for me... I, I'm open to that, and I I tend to attract the mindset that you know I tend to attract um, you know men with that mindset. And so um, for me, like I'm gonna give you a, a prime example. So my children's father was like, you know, saw me going to the beauty supply store, and he's like, "You going to the Korean beauty supply store?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I gotta get my little you know get my little stuff from my hair." And he's like, no, nah, we, don't, we don't support that. And so this was in college and he's a, a black nationalist, right? And so 
for me, I was like, oh, okay. I didn't, it didn't dawn on me that, you know, these folks are coming into our community and, and, and taking over and capitalizing off of, off of us. And so that shifted my mindset. And so that's something that was an adjustment that I had to make, but I felt comfortable making it, right? And I think when you have a man who is, and he's also very much like straight black pride, even though it might ruffle some feathers, right? And and at first, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna, I'm giving you all the examples. We were in college, right? I was invited to sit at a panel discussion, and the women who were leading it were, um, some of them were, um, were lesbian, right? And so we were talking about like women literature. And I'm sitting there just, you know, trying to be on the panel. He's, he's, you know, in the, in the cut, just watching me. And a woman made a comment, like, jokingly, like, yeah, you know, some of y'all men, be careful because we, you know, we might take over or something like that. And he made a face like, and I knew he was going to say something. And I was like, oh, don't say nothing. And at the time I felt like, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't want him to say anything. And to this day, he's like, I'm mad that you didn't let me, that you, didn't let me say what I wanted to say, right? And so I thought about that and I'm like, his voice is so powerful in that, yes, it's, it might ruffle some feathers, but it needs to be said because people really moving crazy out here and their thinking mm -hmm. is in alignment to white thinking, right? Mm -hmm. And so and that's another adjustment as a black woman who wants to be, you know what I'm saying, um, building with a black man who's very strong-minded and is going to stand for what he needs to stand for. You need to be thinking about your thinking and you need to support that man and say, all right, let me learn what you're learning. Help, you know, help me to come become well-versed. And no matter what, I got your back. Like how are we going, how are we going to move? Right. And so before getting into a relationship, you really have to educate yourself on the why and not just get in just because, oh man, like Shaza from, from, a, from what's it called, from a different world, right? You don't wanna be so enamored by this Shaza and be blind to like, what is this brother really saying? Because then you'll get lost, right? That's, it's like, you're, you want it for show. No, if you're gonna be with this person, you're gonna need to be like a Betty Shabazz and be in alignment, especially because the world will try to attack. and this person more than likely needs to have their own business because corporate America isn't having that. And yeah, that's my spiel. Um, um, my thing, I'm, I'm all for it. Like whatever adjustment, I'm like, whatever adjustments need to be made, I'll make them. Um, I'm all up. I'm all for challenges, whether I, it's my first time going through it or not. I'm all for the challenges. Um, mine's is short and sweet, sweet and short. Short, short and sweet, however you want to put it, but it's I'm all up for it. Um, whatever, long as he's willing to be able to be patient and help teach me. Because you got some men that are, you know, like that, and they're just they don't have the patience. They don't know, they don't feel like uh you worth the time to to teach. Um, me is I may not know a lot of things, and I'm like I said, I'm I'm freshly new to this five years. I don't know a lot of stuff. I'm learning as I get older. Plus, I'm self-teaching myself a lot of things right now. So I'm open-minded to whatever. If he if he has a, if a discussion or a topic come up, I'm riding with him. Because if it's if it needs to be said, it needs to be said. I don't what it whatever it is, as long as it's you know the greater good for the community. So 
Uh, sister poetry. Uh, you ladies are definitely correct on everything when it comes to uh, teaching. I, I saw, I heard both of you guys say it. Like, I'm still learning also. So, um, a lot of guys um, in the, the the conscious world or the 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 woke world, I should say, they don't realize that you know we're all learning. You know, we literally had to unlearn a lot of stuff. So me being um, with the race man, that is ideal. That is literally my ideal type mate. Um, as I said, protector, someone that that's there to teach me, someone that I can you know be with and say, hey, this person I know has my back. This person um, I know we're gonna build something great with. This person I have no regrets on the decision that I made to be with them. So going back, um, just know that we're both in this for the long haul. So um, it, it's, it's, it's major. It's a major part of being with someone. It's a major part of connecting with someone. And it's not just physical, it's mental, it's, it's emotional, it's spiritual. It's literally a dance that you're gonna be doing from here on out. And yes, people do grow apart, things do change, but don't make that change be something that will push you out of the movement. Make that change that is something that even if things do go wrong with the two of you, you guys built something so solid that people still have respect for both of you. Yeah, I like that. That's is that's very important because one this is one of the things that happens a lot that I've seen over the years is that you have a sister she'll come into the movement and she usually sisters coming to the movement because they met some brother and they liked them or they like what the brother said or whatever. It, you know, they may get together, they may not, but it's usually because of a brother. And then if they have a falling out, whether it's a friendship they have a falling out or a relationship they have a falling out, then the sister will fall right back to whatever she was doing before she met that brother and go right back out the movement. Um, the second thing I've seen a lot of too. It, I've seen where a sister will come into the movement because she's looking for a man. And then she'll meet her brother and then she will literally just drag that brother out of the movement slowly but surely. I've seen I've seen so much of that over the years. I could sit here for the next half an hour and recall, recount stories. But I'm not going to do that because that's negative. But um so that's interesting that all y'all sisters said that y'all are not only willing to be with a race man, but I guess in a way looking for a race man. Don't make me test that theory because there's some solid brothers in here on this stream that I know personally. So if I send them your way, <laughs> now nah, I'm just playing. Uh, let's see. Come on, matchmaker. Come on. <laughs> Let's <laughs> see, straight black pride to the war report. He's come in since the last time we talked. And Sister Tula Nubia had a question. Oh, her question was very simple. She said, What is your definition of being pro black? Oh, man. So fast. Oh. <laughs> Give me a minute. <laughs> <laughs> What's that it song? Black, 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 black on black. black. That that's it. That song sums it up. I'm done. I, I have nothing else. Yeah, to say. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> no. 
Um, I, I mean, I, I, like I said, I, I've experienced other races naively because, you know, I didn't have anyone or adults or anyone to tell me, you know, that wasn't cool, you know, so I'm, I'm here all for the black man, just black, black only. Um, I've only experienced one other race and it was like the worst thing ever. So, I mean, that's when I was in my early twenties. So, I mean, it's, 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 it's black or nothing. So. Uh, Sister Chanel, what's your definition of being pro-black? Hmm. Being pro-black is being is celebrating who we are as a people and also being very, very, very adamant about going against an oppressed society or system that wants to be a part of our destruction. So pro-black to me is not just aligning with whatever is black, right? But it's having the discernment to know what is deteriorating our culture, right? Right now, a certain type of culture, like hypersexuality and, you know what I'm saying? Real, uh, I, 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 I'm trying to be careful with my words, <laughs> but I'm just saying like what what's the music industry is trying to portray us to be right? Um, that is what I'm going to fight against because to me, that's anti-Black. That's a product of a system, right? That's that's keeping us in this mindset that, that we happily go into. We happily go into these little labels and we, we glorify our struggle. We glorify our trauma. And so to me, being pro, pro-Black is not just everybody looking folk is having discernment. Right. I play it. You need to get it together because right. that's anti-black and you doing it you know, against yourself and so yeah that's that's pretty much my summation Jeff. all right i have a question because you kind of you kind of tiptoed around it so i'm just gonna go ahead and uh ask this question um how difficult is it as a woman and uh i think i think all three of y'all kind of in the millennial range how difficult is it as a millennial woman to take a stand against the homophile agenda in today's society? Can no, I if you say, go ahead. No, go ahead. Let me get my thoughts. Go ahead. <laughs> it's hard because it's like if you against something, you get bashed, ridiculed, put on a cross, burnt 13 times. It's it's crazy. It like okay. The, I don't know if anybody know about the little. I'm trying not to say his name, but the the dude with the the belly with the pregnant or whatever. Like yeah, we had a discussion. We had yeah, a discussion about that on Facebook, and um, I was just telling them, you know, don't be sharing the pictures because it's giving him momentum. And everybody, what you what you got against? I'm like, wait a minute, y'all don't see what's going on, you know. And then you got some people that's supposed to be woke that was even like on. I'm just like, I don't understand, like what. What the hell is going on? It's it's just it's mind boggling. Is is really really mind boggling? Like I'm a, it's it's a lot of things I'm against, and it's like you can't even have a opinion about certain things anymore. As a female, they want you to ha- ride this train. It's like I don't want to be on that type of train. That's not the train I want to be on. You know, it's 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 I can't even explain it. That's how crazy it is. <laughs> It's crazy. It's it's so crazy. Like I can't have this. I can't have this because I have a brother that's like that. 
and you, we can't seem to have this discussion in our family. It's like everybody think you against. It's like no, what to each his own. What you do, what you do. But it's just like you don't have to be putting all what what you're like, what you like out there for everybody because everybody don't want to see that. Like I don't, I don't. I don't want to see that. Like, I'm so happy. I probably shouldn't say this, which I don't care, but um, that they canceled the pride here because I don't want to in the future, you know, have kids and walk downtown and seeing my kids, you know, and they seeing that like to me, that's disgusting. I don't I don't want to see that. Like, I'm I'm happy that didn't happen here because of the, the pandemic. I'm very happy they canceled it. So. I mean, <laughs> I, I, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's really crazy. I mean, I, I can, I can, I can talk about it all day long, but it's like, if you don't have people that's in the grants or at least, a, you know, approve of what you're talking about, it's like all hell just breaks loose. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's really crazy. Can I, can I give y'all an example? <laughs> okay. I'm an educator in DC. Okay. Mm -hmm. During the remote during the remote session, we had a PD or not even a PD. It was a quick meeting. Wait a minute, hold up, sis. Before you speak, you're an educator in DC. Are you yeah. sure you want to say this on camera? I'm just asking. Where you go. I'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bold like that, girl. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go into detail, but I can just. I think it's I think it's appropriate for me to share what happened, and I think it's important for me to share what happened. I don't think it's something that you know I'm not gonna really share my thoughts right now, um, but I can just state what happened. Um, so a few of my coworkers, you know, talked about how um, <clears throat> it's important that we have, um, you know. Uh, that we that we build a community that's in support um, and we have a club right that's in alignment with this um, with this uh, movement and so my pushback was okay right and I told them I said I'm going to be very careful with what I have to say I said there is a, uh, a sense of urgency around um, creating a, a club for students for this particular movement, but where's the sense of urgency to really talk about the history or really talk about generational wealth? If we want to talk about, and one of my coworkers who was leading this conversation was white and the other was biracial. And I'm like, uh, you know, if we want to talk about helping the students within our demographic, let's really talk about how to really help. I said, because whether, whether they identify as girl or boy or whatever the case may be, they're going to be targeted face first, visually. What do they look like, right? And so the, and, and the conversation was just about making sure we use their appropriate pronouns. And then they also said, this is without you know, the parent's disclosure. And as a parent, I'm like, eh, I feel funny about that. But the point I was making you know, was, it is important that we understand what the priority truly is. And this is, if whatever you want to do, if however you want to identify, that's your business. But if we're teaching black and brown children, uh, uh, if, we're, if we're standing up for their rights, we have to first and foremost teach them about who they inherently are outside mm -hmm. the guise of slavery, 
right? And we also have to make sure that they are financially literate. So that was my argument. After I made that comment, my principal decided we were going to have a whole staff workshop before the school system, before the school shut down for the summer and said that we are a, you know, LBGTQ tolerant school. Like, this is what we do. We need to make sure that we are, uh, like, pretty much they were saying that this is non-negotiable. And I was quiet. And I said, oh, this was definitely because of what I said. So that sums it up right there for you. Can I say one more thing? I also took my child. Um, uh, my parent, my 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 family members is mad about that. I just like took my child out of public schools because of what the curriculum was. The curriculum was, um, and I got a lot of backlash from her father. And I'm like, well, where are you at? You don't see what's going on. What I, you know, versus where are you at? Because he's incarcerated. So, um. I'm just like, I took her out of school because of the curriculum and what they was trying to teach her. And now he's like, why would you do that? I'm like, well, you know, in all the reality, she can always go and get her GED if, if, if she wants to. Or, you know, I can because she doesn't stay with me. She stays with her other family members. Um, uh, I'm like, she can always go and, you know, get her GED if she wants to. And I was just ridiculed for that, like. That was like the worst. He felt like that was like the worst thing I ever did. Yes, it was her last year of school. But I'm like, you didn't see the curriculum and what they was trying to teach her. Like, why would I want her that to be, you know, something mentally that she, you know, being it be engraved mentally in her head? I'm, I don't want my daughter learning about stuff like that. So, no, no, no. But my family members was upset at me. And I'm just like, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. So. Sister. That's it. Poetry. And um, I, I definitely applaud both you ladies for your stance, because um, at the end of the day, um, having a plan for our children is major and the plan that, that they got going on right now. I don't have kids personally. I literally raised a bunch of them, but I don't have any of my own. Uh, but the plan that that's needed for our, the, the children is major because what is going on is out of control. This this situation is out of hand it's like similar to what chanel said why are we pushing this so hard and we still can't get reparations for our people like i don't understand i don't understand mm. why this is at the forefront all of a sudden and it, it's 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 out of con out of control like when are we going to have a voice or have a say in anything so i'm glad that you you pushed back chanel but that's literally my my stance is it, it's out of control. I'm sick of it. <laughs> I'm really, really sick of it. Another thing that I want to add on as well, like I have a sister who's 23 and she would be considered Generation Z. And she told me, she said, yo, like in my generation, it's like to be heterosexual is like to be boring. Right. Mm -hmm. And so my pushback mm -hmm. also is that, okay, this is very, this has become a trend at this point. Children, literally, they think it's cool. And so my pushback there is, okay, if we're going to, if, if we're going to be a school, well, let me not talk about that anymore. No if, if we're going to have these conversations with kids or whatever, is the school counselor going to be involved? Like, are we going to have like legit conversations about how they explore these things within themselves and how did they identify? Like, don't, don't make it something that seems like a like this trendy celebration. 
And to, you know, just to make it very clear, there are, there have been activists in the 60s and the 70s who were a part of the LBGTQ movement who do not like the capitalization of like Pride uh, Month or Pride Week and all of that stuff, to be 100% clear. Another thing that I, I that I noticed is if you play close attention, white people don't necessarily have a specific civil rights movement to align themselves with. This movement is their movement, which is why mm -hmm. they're so gung ho. So I pay close attention to the white liberal. During the protests as well, I noticed Starbucks, for example. Hear me out. I'm like somewhere in DC and I'm like, oh, okay, they got the pride flag, but where's the Black Lives Matter flag or the whatever the case may be? I question these things. So this isn't a matter of me stating how I feel about it and me being anti-whatever. It has nothing to do with that. It's important that we point out the facts and pay attention to um, how these things are being asserted. It is a civil rights movement now. It has, it has now been incorporated to the Black Lives Matter movement. Pay attention to how these things are being weaved in, right? Mm -hmm. Homosexuality, that's been around since the beginning of time. A long so time. Having an argument about that, you feel me? What you do is what you do. But let's pay close attention to who is behind the 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 thinking of it, the thinking around the trend of it. Little not, you know, the, what you said. I don't know if I'm supposed to say his name, but you know, the guy who. Yeah, I know. So <laughs> I don't know how these things work, and I don't want to get. Sick. Yeah, you enjoy it. That that boy is making mad money. Mm -hmm. Mad money. Pay attention. Who is getting celebrated? Who is being? Who who is? Who are the spokespeople of it? All of a sudden, celebrities are talking about I'm pansexual. I'm this. I'm that. That right. is that is by design. That's coming out of the woodworks, and people aren't paying attention to the trends. So, again, my last point is. Why is the sudden, what's up with the sudden push? And if you are truly talking about the, the, the brutality that occurs, the, in, the, the discrimination that occurs with that particular community, why does it seem more like a celebration of who I'm having sex with as opposed to the real like brutality that comes with identifying? Right. And so I don't know if I'm misspeaking, but that's what I'm seeing. And that's what I have a problem with, because the children are seeing the bright colors. They're they're, they're not understanding the, the true reason why this movement even exists. And that's confusing for them. Okay. So let me say this real, real quick um, and we can wrap that up because you touched on a lot of different things. Uh, first things first. I got something. Sorry. No, hold on, sister. Let me finish. In order to understand anything you have that's going on in the world today, you have to study Zionism. The quote unquote white people that you see that are liberals, they're all Zionists. The what our current situation where the economy got shut down and we all had to sit in our house and that that that's the Zionist. Everything you see that you're not quite sure and you don't quite understand, and I'm getting some feedback from someone, I don't know who that is. Um that's the Zionist. So when you ask those questions, even the curriculum, how it gets in the curriculum. And I don't know, is that my microphone? 
It is. Okay. Okay, now I don't hear it. All right, cool. But yeah, even the, the curriculums in the school, all of that stuff comes from the same group of people. And mm -hmm. so the reason I said that is to clarify. So even when you see the rainbow movement, the people who claim culturally to be the people of God are also the people behind the rainbow movement. And that's where we get confused because it doesn't make sense by what we what we think about them. But these are also the same people who benefited greatly economically from slavery. And so mm -hmm. this is something we have to understand. And I try to always, you know, make it try to make it as clear as I can, because it's very difficult to see on the surface. And they do that on purpose. So that we are so that not only that we get confused, but other Europeans get confused. And so one of the things they like to do is the reason why we see little Nas X at the front of this stuff and other black celebrities at the front of this stuff is so that when the other Europeans get tired of it, we are the ones that look like we're behind it as opposed to the Zionists being behind it. So mm -hmm. good I just wanted to clarify that. And if you go through my channel and you go through my page, you get a lot of history about that. We've covered extensively the whole LGBTQ thing and the, you know, we'd be here for days talking about <laughs> that. But yeah, yeah, just like I said, just go through the channel. Also, my brother Irritated Jenny has covered that extensively for almost 30 years now. If you don't have his book, get his book. Um, also, Bob Baruti. And once you read those books, you will have great clarity. And BB48, man, says, small hats and the rainbows go hand in hand. Absolutely. Oh, Brother Lord Bell says, oh, Brother Lord Bell has a question. He says, being that the women want to raise first man, does the man have to follow a certain ideology such as Hebrew more science, uh, Islam, comedic science, etc. No, they should follow the straight black pride ideology. I ain't looking for nobody that's running around religious. <laughs> no, you thank you. You are not going to indoctrinate me back into religion. You are not going to enslave me back into that movement. Um, as a former diehard Christian, nope, I'm not going down that rabbit hole. Um, as far as Islam or Hebrew, I don't really know much. I've had um, past relations with um, Muslim, uh, um, one Muslim person that was my high school sweetheart, but they barely even practiced it until after we were together. So mm -mm, we're not going down that rabbit hole. Is a no right. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> all the way. Mm -hmm. It's a big N-O. <laughs> the person who I decide to marry absolutely has to have an understanding or relationship to God. And, and I say this because I've dated, um, you know, someone, my children's father is very much Black nationalist, but also has an understanding of who God is. And I think that's where, and it's interesting because a lot of my friends 
um, who I hate to say conscious movement. I don't really know, you know, folks who are knowledgeable and educated and aware of their history, right, will disagree. But I think when I shed light, it, it makes them, you know, I think they, they start to, to shift their thinking because I th- it's not necessarily about religion in the, in the sense of, of how it's been presented or westernized. The way that I see it is as black people, right, along the African diaspora, I believe that we are, are the, a part of the 12 tribes of, Ju- of Judah. You know what I'm saying? And so, but that's besides the point, I'm not gonna go, go there. When it comes to a man having an understanding of who God is, he moves differently, right? He becomes less, less susceptible to, to feed in. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying that all brothers are like this, but I believe that there's this, this inner compass, this, this boundary that is set when it comes to being like hypersexual or like having a tendency to want to step out of the relationship. And I think there's more of a, a desire to do what God wants him to do. Um, and so for me, and there's also a compassion that he may have um, for other people that doesn't necessarily mean that he's gonna compromise uh, the mission to help black people. But I believe to be black is to have an understanding that God lives within you, right? I'm not saying that we're gods, I don't necessarily believe that. Um, but I believe in one God and I believe that we operate with the spirit. We have the, the, the ability to create, right? What we think, what we speak. And to me, I, I believe that's a part of who we are. I believe that we are the children of Israel. And so a brother who I'm with will definitely have to see the need to help the black community, but also have to have a, a deep, deep desire to want to follow after, after God. Yeah, wait on me. <laughs> I'm in agreement with, with both of y'all. So I mean, I don't I don't have I don't know any other background. To me, black is a religion. Just all, you know, I don't know anything about Buddhism, Muslim, Israelites. I don't I don't care. I didn't I haven't cared to look further into that. So I mean, I'm sorry, my answer is short. <laughs> it's just you know, that's all. It's all in a matter of knowing thyself at the end of the day and knowing right. that, similar to what Chanel said, walking that, you know, that you're within you. That's where God pretty much lives. I don't believe in um, black Jesus, white Jesus or dreadlock Jesus coming down to save us. Um, that's not something I believe in, but I believe that we have, similar to what Chanel said, we have the power to create anything and anything that we, anything and everything that we want. All right. Um, quickly, let me greet Unique One Express and Brother Pro Black and Plant Base. And also, let me do shameless plug. You can follow me on Instagram at dc.radical1, on Twitter at dc underscore radical underscore one on OTW tube at dcradical1. 
the cash app is dollar sign dc radical one and of course this is the youtube capital d small c radical one and the email is dc dot radical underscore one at protonmail.com now that i have finished saying that uh let's see i thought brother oh brother bb48 man said also please pick up baba olatunji mwaba's book as well where he deals with the lgbtq IA, I think that's all the letters movement. Um, we had that brother in town. He did an excellent presentation. It's an excellent book. I haven't gotten all the way through it, but I highly recommend it. And I'm trying to think. We have gone through so much stuff. The question is very simple. Since we've seen you sisters for the last hour and a half, everybody seems very intelligent, very energetic. Um, conscious and all this good stuff. Nice looking. It's the obvious question. Why are you? Well, hold on. Is everyone single? Is the question. And if so, why? And anyone can take that. I'm gonna go first. Uh, I'm gonna go first. Um, I'm single. I feel like I probably had an opportunity to uh, be in a relationship. Um, Due to my own stubbornness, I felt like as a man, he should come chase me. Um, um, I, but other than that, I, I'm just single, and, I, and I'm not gonna be what most women gonna say by choice. I'm just single because, um, probably a potential partner just haven't really, you know, flowed my way. And like I said, I met one, but me being stubborn, I just felt like he was supposed to come chase me, and we had. Uh, plenty of encounters. Um, we just never really talked. And, and I feel as though um, I'm not really knowledgeable. You know, I, I, you know, most men want you to be when you're dealing with when you're um, being a part of something, you want to be knowledgeable in some areas. And I don't feel like mentally I'm there yet. Um, so, I mean, that's just for me. I mean, Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, Mr. Fortress. Mr. Fortress. <laughs> uh, no. Um, it's one by choice, and two, it is because I I don't believe that um a lot of people I don't I haven't found my equally woke equally yoked person. Um, fully yet and until that time I'm just here dating with a purpose okay well let me hold up let, let me let's go back you said by choice right did I, I don't want to misquote you you said by choice okay clarify slightly by choice slightly by choice right now um I'm working on self there are some things that I know I need to, to work on. I'm not going to lie about that. Um, am I a good catch? I'm not going to lie. I am a good catch. Um, I'm single. I don't have children. I know, Brother Conrad, you you have your, your views on that one, <laughs> um, uh, especially with my age. But um, I believe I am a good catch. Not, And that's been a discussion around friends and that I have female friends and male friends that say, you know, you are where you need to be. It's just finding the right person that has the similar mindset as you. 
if I if I do end up finding someone, they either wearing a Jesus piece or they are hypersexualizing blackness and it's out of control. So I just stay in my lane and work my magic until I get to that equally woke, equally yoked person. Okay, Sister Chanel. Um, it's by choice for me. Um, <clears throat> I think, like for example, I could, I, I know for, for sure I could be married and I could have that familial piece where, you know, the, the father of my children, like we're all together, but I have my reasons for why I am a little reluctant to move forward with that. Um, and as far as dating um, goes, I feel like right now I'm focused on my purpose. I'm focused on my purpose. I'm focused on um, uh, making sure that my children are okay and making sure that I have that time for me because I think to, I guess, jump out of something and into another, I don't think that that's really necessarily wise. And for me, I know whoever I'm supposed to attract, I want that to be. Even if I'm supposed to have a connection with with that person, as long as it, if it's meant to be, if I'm seeing some shifts and changes and I see that we can really like uh, be in alignment, then I'm all for that. But I have to be clear, I'm not pressed for the relationship right now because I know it's not about just being um, in love and having a ring and saying, oh, I'm a wife. It's about like, okay, am I healthy? Is this person healthy? Am I in alignment, right? And is this person the person I'm going to build something with? And if so, then I'm ready to rock and roll. And so until then, um, I'm focused on what I got to do and my babies. <laughs> All right. You just you just mentioned a word, um, and so I'm gonna ask this question: What do you think are the qualities that a woman has to have in order to be a good wife? Okay, a woman has to definitely know herself, self love, right? But then also have the ability to be nurturing and be able to anticipate the needs of others. Right. This doesn't mean this person is going to be, I mean, this woman is going to be a people pleaser. Right. You're not a doormat. You don't necessarily got to be in the kitchen slaving. Right. But you for sure have to have an understanding of the person you're with. But I think the more you know self, the more you can stand firm in who you are, you're clear about who you are, you're clear about your boundaries, you know how to communicate those. It'll make it easier for that person to understand you and for you to understand that person. So to me, that's that's important. So I'm gonna name those three again, definitely like awareness of self, confident, and then also like a, a nurturing a, nurt a nurturing spirit, basically. Uh, sister Poetry. What was the question? Uh, what are the attributes that a sister has to have to be a wife? Attributes that a sister has to have that to be a wife. Let's see. Um, definitely femininity. Uh, that that's major. Able to balance home, work, life. Um, able to understand her mate, and 
able to 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 give and receive at the same time because there are certain people that does that are certain women out there that do shut out love and are hard to love so um make it easy for to to love or be loved and definitely able to maintain a household and keep her mate happy not just mentally physically emotionally um not just sexually but mentally physically and emotionally okay and sister ebony um it's just it's a long list but i'm only gonna name three which they already named the big one is nurturing um learning how to balance a, a, a household plus yourself um and communication communication is definitely a key for me so those are my main three i'm so glad i'm so you glad that. that you said that because because no one has said it and i was waiting for someone to say it and i was like hmm if we we can't have any thank communication you, yes thank you <laughs> i was just like huh no communication huh and i'm like oh this is gonna be rough but no you covered that so uh we got about 14 and a half minutes in the show before we close out and i do not see any other questions coming through um all right let's flip it do you all have any questions for me i know sister Forty doesn't because i talk to her a lot so i'm sure she has no more questions for me but um yeah y'all gonna y'all can ask me i'll give you all one question a piece you know my question because i asked it to you the other day um, do you think that men, um, men and women, uh, can be friends? Okay. Um, that is a difficult question because the whole friendship concept, I, the way I look at it, I don't think that the friendship concept is an African concept. I think the friendship concept is a European concept when from an african perspective you're either family or you're not right and so from that perspective can black men and black women be brothers and sisters yes if it if you take it outside of that construct then that's where you have the gray area and you have the confusion and you have we usually end up with one person who's more interested in the other person and not and that's what that's where all the things go off the rails. So I guess in a roundabout way, answering your question, the answer is no. You can't be friends. You can be brothers and sisters, but you can't be friends. Because when you start doing friend stuff, it starts graying the area and you start getting very close to in in essence boyfriend, girlfriend stuff. Are we hanging out together? Or we, you know, we go into the movies together, we go on skating together, we go on bowling together, we telling each other's secrets and sharing all this information about because you're building a mental bond. And literally, if a male and female are friends and you get close, the only thing you get to the point a lot of times where the only thing that you're not doing is interacting physically. So again, you see what I'm saying? You see how that causes confusion and 
you know how that thing can go off the rails because we had that discussion. So, um, hmm. so that's my answer. So I have a question, a follow-up question to that. So you're saying if a guy, let's just say they're like, I don't know, in their late twenties, early thirties, has different like female friends. Oh, it's just a friend. Is it a possibility that that person might be open to dating them and just kind of like keeping them close? Like, is that like if if a woman were to date a guy and they were to say, oh, yeah, I have like a few like female friends would. And let's just say, I don't know, let's just say it's like your daughter or niece or whoever that's saying, hey, like I'm dating this guy, you know, he has these like girlfriends or whatever. What would your advice be for her? Like, what should she look out for? (laughs) Or what should she question? That mm, mm, I would say it sounds very much to me like, because this would, you know, there's a lot of talk in the male community about being friend zoned. Make no mistake, men of a certain quality friend zone women too, right? <laughs> and many times a man will friend zone a woman, in essence, putting her in his back pocket for those times where he's in between, if you understand what I'm saying. He may not be interested in her as a mate per se, but he's keeping her around because, you know, things happen. You can go on the losing streak, so to speak. You, I'm trying to speak delicately here. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? And so as a woman, if a man has a lot of females around him, whether they're friends or not, if they're not blood relatives, that's that's always possibly your competition. It's the same thing I would tell a brother. I'm like, if, if you have a sister and she has a lot of male friends, make no mistake, all of those male friends are interested in her. I don't care what, I don't care what any of them say. There may be like one who see her as his little sister or something like that, but everyone else, no. So, I mean, that's that's my that's what I would tell them. I'm like, hey, this brother's very popular with the ladies. You're gonna have a lot of competition. Some of that competition is gonna be disguised as friends. And the minute that y'all have an argument or dispute or something, they're gonna be saying one of them or more is gonna be saying. Well, you know, I don't think she really deserved you anyway, blah, 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 blah. And then you're going to be sitting on the outs and you're going to see him and that friend driving by one day, <laughs> passing you in that car. And you're like, wait a minute, ain't that the same? Yeah. So, yeah, that's my answer to that. So I have a question. So do you think um, it's nat- not when to say naturally, but is it okay for a woman to like pursue a man or should a woman just let a man pursue what well, is two questions or should a, a man a woman just let a man pursue her because i mean i feel as though a man should give chase but all right all right i am going to i am answer going to this answer this with an african proverb and i always answer this with an african proverb and the proverb states that a man chases a woman until she catches him, right? Now, when I first heard it, I had no understanding of this. But what the proverb is basically saying is that men will pursue a woman. 
but in the end it's always the woman's choice and what has happened for a lot of brothers especially lately with just me too and all this stuff a lot of brothers don't want to pursue because the how can it the um the energy that you use pursuing doesn't really benefit you in a lot of cases right so a lot of brothers have gotten tired of pursuing so what i would say is that and then again this also depends on the quality of the man if if it's a man that is that a lot of women want you are basically going to have to pursue like let's say i mean i'm just using this as an example let's say you're in the movement and you see a brother that is um he's very popular it it's like the betty shabazz malcolm x thing a lot of women wanted malcolm x at that point you realize there's competition if you don't openly pursue him you're going to have to like place yourself literally in front of him so that he notices you and then he will pursue but there are times like i said depending on the quality of the man where it may it may take a little more you're gonna have to drop some hints and if the brother's like me and he doesn't take hints because <laughs> i'm gonna be completely honest i don't take hints i i just don't i don't do hints i'm i'm too old you gotta say what you gotta say um then yeah you might have to just express yourself and just let the brother know and then the thing about the good thing about that if a sister does that it clarifies everything because then a man has to declare himself he has to either say he's interested or he's not and then it's over and you can move forward either way but in general uh men will pursue what they want but in today's environment a lot of brothers really aren't pursuing like they used to because there's a lot of um there's a lot of downside to it the downside is greater than the upside me personally and, I, and if you listen to my show and we talk about relationships it is extremely rare that i pursue a woman like it is it's extremely rare because what i'm looking for is extremely rare you see what i'm saying so for a sister to get my attention like you literally have to just be right in front of my face <laughs> i'm just being completely honest and you have you know you have to literally throw up signs and you know flares and things like that then i'm like oh oh that sister seems nice but you know everybody's not like me you know some brothers they love to pursue and they love they love the game that uh, and the chase and the hunt and things like that young lions like to hunt old lions like to be fed and be completely honest so i'm an older lion <laughs> Brother, you got ripped off sitting. All sitting. Can I say something real quick? I'm sorry. Why don't you and poetic goddess ever um <laughs> Just... <laughs> you and poetic goddess get um, together? Um... Let, me, let me mute. Let me mute her. <laughs> That, I don't even. <laughs> that's so hilarious. We are nowhere near each other. Wow. Ge geographically, we're nowhere near each other. And yeah, you can talk about put on a spot. 
Yeah, poetic goddess, her mic doesn't work. So yeah, anyway, I don't, well, now that we're finished with that. <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> I see she's over there drinking water. Uh, that's my sister, you know? That's my answer. Can I, can I add on to what you were about to say? Uh, I mean, what you what you said about the pursuit part. Um, sure. I believe that when a man knows that a woman is for him, and it's also depending on his values. You know what I'm saying? Some men don't necessarily believe in marriage and don't believe in those values or monogamy. Right? You have some brothers in, out here who are like, I'm cool with polygamy, you feel me? And so I think it's about the kind of man that you want as well. And so the man, I mean, and I don't know, I mean, I always try to value a, a man's perspective because I'm not a man, but I'm just trying, based on what I what I know, what I'm trying to make sense of, I know that I would feel more comfortable of, with a man pursuing me, but I'm with, I'm with, uh, I'm with you, uh, DC, in terms of, Sometimes women, you know, we may have to drop a little hint, but it has to be subtle. Like, I think there's some women out here who be moving real crazy in that they put themselves out there and it's really not attractive. Um, and it's coming from men who I who I who are in my family who will say that that's that's not attractive. They don't feel like they've actually deserved anything. And a man's nature is to hunt. And so if a man wants you, truly wants you, he's going to make that effort to like want to get to know you. But it doesn't mean that, you know what I'm saying? You just stay stiff and you're just like, I'm only going to text when he texts me first or whatever. I think there's a way where we can use our femininity to say, OK, I'm interested. I'm, I'm interested to see what you got. Right. What you have to offer. And I think there's a way that we can present ourselves that that will make a man feel more comfortable pursuing us even more, knowing that they're not going to uh, waste their time. So I don't know if you wanted to add on again, um, DZ, to that point. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I agree with that part. Then, And that's what I thought I clarified that, but maybe I didn't. That, but that's well, what I was trying I to say. For a, woman, for a woman, that could be taken like really literally, like, oh, I could pursue a man. Like, and I think that you, you know, you're, you're speaking from a male's perspective, but I, I'm trying to refine it. You know what I'm saying? Like, as a woman, and I think there's a way we gotta go about it that's feminine. But then again, I think some men, it depends on the value of the man. Some men like that. That's not the kind of man I want. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? To each yeah, but. That's, I mean, one of the things I was trying to say, let me clarify, is that in in essence, the, the way most men would like to be pursued is simply by the woman making herself readily available and giving the signals that she is available. You see what I'm saying? So now, because some brothers, a lot of brothers, if a woman is aggressive, then they start stepping back because they you know um it just makes them uncomfortable and a lot of brothers think well why is she so aggressive what what's her is she always like this is she like this with a lot of brothers or you know what's her motive or things like that so a lot of men think that way me personally i you know like i said i follow i follow the proverb you know sisters pretty much most of the time we'll let you know if you know we're all adults 
and they will, like I said, make themselves available and kind of they, they they'll be in your sphere as a man. And that over if you like me and you're slow, over time you just kind of notice that this person is just always there and they're always available and they all, you know, they would like your attention. And so that's the way, that's the best way in general for a sister to be pursued is to be available. And there there are, you know, there's body uh language cues and things like that that let a brother know if he is in if you're in the hunting mood or you you're looking for a woman thank you brother choosing signals that's the word i was looking for thank you lord bell i <laughs> sisters you know give out choosing signals and brothers know how to read those signals even if sometimes you try to close your eyes because you know sometimes brothers don't want to see you know sometimes you try to ignore it depending on the situation but Lord Bell clarified it for me because I was looking for the word choosing signals. And the choosing signals are part of the African proverb because at the end of the day, the woman makes a choice. No matter how many men pursue a sister, a sister can have a hundred men pursue her, but she might only be interested in two. And Many brothers will ignore the choosing signals because they want to be chosen. But the brothers who are wise, they are able to tell. And, you know, I've seen situations where a nice looking sister will come in the room because we had we have singles mixes with before the pandemic here in D.C. And you can see, you know, brothers and sisters interact. And I observe those things. And you have times where you a sister will a lot will get everyone's attention. And she's literally just waiting for the one brother in the room to come speak to her. And he literally will just wait out all these other dudes. And then you see them walk out together. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So she she has made the choice while the pursuit is going on. And other brothers don't even realize that she's already made her choice. And her choice is the one person that's not even talking to her. So um, that's just an example of the things that you observe and the things you learn you know as a man um in the dating scene so i know every, a lot of sisters said they got to roll out around this time i thank you all for um coming on the panel it's very um enlightening very entertaining uh you know keep in touch all of y'all follow me on instagram so Y'all know me. Everybody knows me. I am the one and only DC Radical One. You can find me on Instagram at DC.radical1 on Twitter at DC underscore radical underscore O-N-E. On OTW tube at DC Radical One. If you enjoy the content and you would like to help us out financially, the cash app is dollar sign DC Radical One. The YouTube capital B small C Radical One and the email is DC dot radical underscore one at protonmail.com and we are going to let each sister give their last words before we close out we're going to start with sister ebony uh give us your last words and she says no <laughs> uh all right well sister poetry you give us your last words 
once again, Brother Conrad, thank you for having us. Uh, this was very um, definitely, I knew we were going to get put on the spot on why we're single and those questions. So I appreciated that one. Thank you for having us. Um, thank you for having this platform to have us. So that's pretty much all I got to say. Um, I guess everybody now knows that, yes, we are single <laughs> uh, and dating with a purpose. So, yeah. Hi. <laughs> Um, and I'll go. So I just want to say thank you so much for, you know, um, opening up this opportunity for us to just, you know, um, collectively speak on these matters that are so important. Um, FYI, if my job gets compromised, um, I hope that people are going to be a supportive community base for me. Um, <laughs> this might be an incentive to, uh, to, to jump into entrepreneurship very soon. So show me love, y'all. Okay, I do it for the people. No, I'm I'm joking. I'm Thank joking. You Thank you. Okay, now I go. Um, I just want to say thank you. It was nice meeting you, wonderful, beautiful um black queens. Um and thank you, DC Radical, for having me on my show. This is my first podcast. Uh hopefully next time I could be a little bit more articulate on some things. But um <laughs> Other than that, just thank you for having me on the show, and I love everything that you do, and thank you. Oh, and yeah. Oh, you, you got oh, some advertising. Oh, yeah. Just if you want to get some merch, go to um, www.davidbanner.com. Get some merch. That's it. Thank all you sisters for showing up. Thank you for showing up almost on time, and thank you for having your tech mostly working because that is not always the case and with that brothers and sisters i thank you all for listening i thank you all for subscribing don't forget to like share and subscribe if you're not subscribed to the channel please subscribe to the channel and if you do not have an otw2 page please go over to otw2.com make you an account and when you make an account, send me an email to let me know that you have made an account so I can follow you back. And with that, I say a BB for Hodier and straight black pride. Look it up. Flawed individual. Thanks for keeping the lights on, Diane. Cindy Ashley. On the wake up. So here it is, y'all. Are you tired of being censored? Shadow banned? Shit, are you just tired of creating content and making these platforms famous? Well, I'm asking you to support OTW2. It's the black YouTube. Why, you may say? Because our content is important and necessary. And because anytime we tell the truth, they shut us down on their platform. So we are behind enemy lines, so we cannot complain. We just gotta move accordingly, smarter. So since we know many of our people won't just jump ship and go to a black site, what I'm telling you to do is don't post everything that is great on their platform. Give them purge people a 10 second snippet, a 15 second snippet, and make them come to OTW2 and come check you out. Support black things or stop complaining. There's only unity, black unity, and black economics can change our situation. Wake up, y'all. OTW2 is where it's at.